Tonight is the administrator. Again, this is from Romans 12, uh, the ministry, the uh, motivational gifts from Romans 12. We've already done the first five. Tonight is the administrator, number six. All right. Babe, you feel free to jump up here with me if you want. Um, administrator is a born leader. He or she will emerge into leadership just as sure as Joseph. Joseph is a great example of a high administrator. If you remember Joseph, um, Joseph um, was highly favored by his dad, was despised by his brothers, was sold into slavery. Um, and Joseph rose to the top even in prison as a prisoner, rose to the top in that area. Then he went into uh, Potiphar's home, a, a guy that was like second or right, right there in high command um, next to Pharaoh, worked his way up to t the top there, wound up getting put in prison. Um, Y'all know he got put in prison for the, for the wrong, but wound up being the second uh, second man over all of Egypt to Pharaoh. Couldn't help it. It's who he was. It's how he was made. Um, another, word for, another word for it, administrators, facilitator, organizer, ruler, leader, or superintendent. Um, the Greek word, according to Strong's concordance, is P-R-O-I-S-T-E-M-I. Proistemi, proistemi which means to stand before or to preside. All right, everybody ready to go? You got your test? P-R-O-I-S-T-E-M-I. -E That's the Greek. What are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? All right. I'm a good worker. I'm being You're doing awesome. You just keep on going. The meaning means to stand before or to preside. Tell me what you're trying to do. <laughs> One of each? Yeah. Oh. Sorry. That's all right. Okay, make sure everybody at the top of yours, it says the gift of administration. Anybody have the wrong one? All right, I'm going to scoot these back here. These are the extras of the last few weeks. So, if you're caught up, don't touch these. If you're not, this is the place to get them. And you can always call the church office and we can email them to you. All right. Remember, mark these how you are, not how you wish you were. Right? How you are. If you're stumped by one, ask your spouse but be ready for the response. <laughs> I'm really serious. Be ready, because it may not be what you're wanting to hear, um, but I will tell you, my wife speaks truth, and sometimes the truth hurts. Amen? All right, here we go. Number one, the administrator is highly motivated to organize that for which he or she is responsible. The administrator loves a challenge. They love to dig in and to develop or organize anything that they are in charge of. 
The natural motivation is there, the creative desire to take raw materials and, to, and people and produce something that's never been, like organizing an office, setting up a committee, or developing a project. Highly motivated. Number two, expresses ideas and organization in ways that communicate clearly. Admit, administrators are excellent communicators. They look for ways to express what they want to say clearly and effectively. Express what they want to say clearly and effectively. A lot of times, administrators will use charts, diagrams, outlines, graphs, and visual aids. Number three, respects and handles authority well. Administrators understand, honor, and respect authority structures. They feel comfortable with them whether they are at the top or somewhere within that system. Administrators want to know how much authority they can have. Where are their boundaries? Because they respect authority and they respect those limits. They like to have exact parameters defined so they will not inadvertently step outside of them. And they like freedom within those parameters to be their own boss. They're creative and productive given the situation, stifled and inhibited without it. Number four, if I go too fast, somebody stop me. Will not assume leadership unless it's delegated by those in authority. Because, just from the previous number, because they understand and respect authority, the administrator, the, now again, these are high administrators, will never, never deliberately usurp, usurp someone else. Therefore, in any situation where authority exists, the administrator will not try to move in to utilize his or her skills, no matter how badly it may be needed, unless those in authority ask them to do so. All right, number five, will assume leadership where no specific leadership exists. If there's not a leader, they'll step in. Divide a large group into subgroups, they'll, they'll immediately begin to divide large groups into sub, subgroups and give each person a task. They would prefer to be appointed ahead of time, but if their people are just floundering around and there's no leadership, they will jump in and take the reins. Number six, especially enjoys working on long-range goals and projects. While the server likes short-term goals and projects, two days, three, two days, or two weeks, the administrator thrives on the two-year projects. When you ask a person, maybe with the gift of com com compassion to set a goal, he or she may say, why? Yeah, so many times people are, are operating spontaneously, not the administrator. The administrator's already weeks and months and years planning ahead. 
uh, we're going to see some of the negatives of the administrator, and it can fall right in there. A lot of times you will see the administrator go to time management seminars. They don't really need to go to time management seminars because they can manage their time usually pretty well, but they love to do that. Um, sometimes poor, my poor staff, I'll just read a book that just is speaking directly to my spiritual gift or to my love language, and I just can't wait to forward that to them. Uh, and, you know, it's like, yeah, we get it. You like, you like time management. Yes, I do. I'm funny. All right, seven. Is a visionary person with a broad perspective? Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Vision is needed to keep people in focus, whether in business or in faith. A good leader is a person of vision, and in upholding that vision for others to see, he or she can inspire great accomplishment. Now, this vision can be a revelation of God to his particular purpose or a particular group. And to help, vision, help the team visualize how people can work together to complete a common goal. Number eight, easily facilitates resources and people to accomplish tasks or goals. The administrator loves to take the pieces of the puzzle and get them into the right place. Fitting people, fitting resources in the correct spot in order to accomplish a task. Number nine, enjoys delegating tasks and supervising people. Administrators love to tell people what to do. <laughs> and when an administrator is operating in their gift appropriately, that's a good thing. When they're operating immaturely, inappropriately, it's a horrible thing. Nobody wants to be around them. But when the, the true administrator, gifted by God, can see what jobs need to be done and can see how to do them well, they enjoy distributing work in such a way that will bring about maximum satisfaction and accomplishment. Number 10, will endure criticism in order to accomplish the ultimate task. Leaders get criticized. It seems to be part of the occupational hazard of an administrator. There are always people who think that things should be done differently, harder, better, faster, stronger, slower, careful, more careful, more diligent, armchair quarterbacks. Leaders will hear from them. Uh, what do you call a driver, uh, backseat driver? Yeah. Y'all get that? That goes along with um, administrators. Abraham Lincoln gave this statement, you can please all of the people some of the time and some of the people all of the time, but you can't please all the people all of the time. However, this does not deter an administrator from his course. He's getting darts shot at him in every direction, but he, will, he or she will keep pressing forward. Number 11, 
has great zeal, the administrator has great zeal and enthusiasm for whatever he or she is involved in. You get around an administrator that thinks he or she has a great idea, he, is going to be, he or she is going to be very passionate about it, fired up about it. The uh, Amplified Bible says that, that administrators are to do their job with zeal and singleness of mind. We see that here. The Greek word is S-P-O-U-D-E, spode, which in the King James is translated diligence, and by another translation is intense eagerness and effort. From Strong's Concordance, we see that this also encompasses the idea of speed, dispatch, earnestness, haste, intense effort, and determination. If this gift from God is in operation, this administrator will throw all of his or her efforts into the situation in order to see it get finished. Number 12. Finds the administrator finds greatest fulfillment and joy in working to accomplish goals. Where some other gifts may enjoy and really stay focused better on immediate goals, the administrator um, is really fueled by longer-range projects. I know these kind of double up, but 13. Is willing to let others get the credit in order to get a job done. The mature administrator doesn't worry about getting credit for accomplishments. Like anyone else, everybody likes a pat on the back, but this administrator would rather share the credit with the whole group. He or she sees the success of the project as a collective achievement. And it's not false modesty. The administrator really feels like that. Refusing accolades, And saying, none of this could have happened if it had not been for the excellent work of my associates. And they really mean it. They see themselves as facilitators. And the others that have worked with them as the real accomplishers. Fourteen. Prefers to move on to a new challenge once something is completed. Um, I can tell you, this this can be just a terrible challenge weakness of the administrator also. Now, I I typically, when I take this, I score high in administrator, but one of my worst, one of my biggest struggles in working in leadership is when we have a victory to celebrate. Stop for a minute and let's throw a party. Let's go around the room and talk about how great everyone did, hand out gifts, shoot off party favors, and celebrate. Unfortunately, I've already moved on to the next thing, and I'm now cracking the whip ready to run again. And they're like, wait a minute, wasn't that great? Wasn't what great? That. Oh, yeah, that was great. What about this? And uh, I, have, I have had to learn it. I still struggle with it. But um, if strong administrators ready to start the next project once one's done. Got to celebrate. Fifteen. 
constantly writes notes to self. This one's almost without exception. The high administrator likes to have daily reminders to make themselves notes to themselves and make lists of things to do, calls to make, goals to accomplish. Because with the administrator, a lot of times they're so forward, they're so thinking already way down the road that they forget what's right here in, in front of them. Uh, Michelle can put a note, Michelle can put a note literally st stuck to my forehead and I will still forget it. And it will be the most important thing ever. And if someone isn't waving me down to say, you need to do this, I am gone. Go ahead. I don't look forward to this, but go ahead. Yeah, it still doesn't work. What doesn't work? Nothing. So I want to give a little story this morning. Well, this whole week, right? Um, I've been talking to Paul about Wednesday because I had to go to Nashville today. This is going to be great. I can, I can feel it. <laughs> Just enjoy the moment. Yeah. So, so it's a really big day Wednesday because I'm going to Nashville to take the GRE, which is a four-hour exam. I drive an hour and a half to get there, sit in front of a computer. It turns out to be about four and a half hours, and then drive home. So that means he's responsible for everything that happens here. Everything. We have four kids. So this week happened to be very big because at the same time I'm taking my exam, our oldest daughter was having to take an exam in order to be cleared to take dual enrollment. Have you heard about this in high school? Okay. So um, we've done all the work. We filled out the grant. You know, she's on the lottery scholarship. Um, I'm telling him every day, remember, I'm going to be taking the GRE. You got to go to Nashville State with Rita Marie and help her. You gotta go, you gotta go, you gotta go. Okay, okay. And I sent, I set the, the thing out on the counter. And so sure enough, I'm getting ready this morning to go. And he had to pick up Sarah Bed at three, pick up Ruthann at 4.30, meet Rita Marie at one. And I, he calls me, he goes, what are you doing? I go, getting ready for the GRE, I'm about to leave. He goes, oh, um, do you need me to do anything? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you know what it was? I had not written it down for him. So I literally went in his, because I can tweak his calendar, and I went and invited him at 1 o'clock, go to Nashville State. Here's the document you got to take when you show up. <laughs> at 3 o'clock, pick up Betty. At 4.30, pick up Ruthann. And you know what? He does every bit of it, but he's exactly right. He's thinking about tonight. He's thinking about what he's going to preach on. Or probably knowing you, you're probably thinking about what you're preaching on Sunday morning. Don't try to figure out what I'm thinking about. I bet about. you a dollar that's what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so we survived and everybody got picked up. And Rita Marie's registered for dual enrollment. Daddy did I did it, it all. Yes, yeah. you did. <laughs> yeah. Is that not the only way it happens? It's the only way it happens. If you tell me anything on Sunday morning, I won't remember any of it. I will always tell you, contact Michelle or send me an email, because I will not remember it. I, and it's not because I don't love you and that I don't think what you're going through is not the most important thing. I do. But I just flat forget. 
I don't think that has anything to do with necessarily that I'm an administrator. I just can be forgetful. You just have to write it down. Yeah. And you do write down, like that writing it down, making notes. He has notes. You have a notepad by your bed. You have a notepad where you get ready in the morning. He has notepads everywhere. So if you have notepads everywhere, you might be an administrator. <laughs> Here's your sign. <laughs> you might be an administrator if you make change in the offering plate. Yeah, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> Writes notes to self. Okay, that wasn't terrible, but it was feeling like it was going to be bad. Yeah. 16, self-explanatory, natural and capable leader. Just like a bee is drawn to honey, so an administrator is bound to lead at least part of the time. One thing that a, a, a strong administrator does not do well is in dual leadership. The strong administrator, and again, this is, this is all coming straight from that uh, book that we've been studying from. Um, the strong administrator either needs to lead or needs to follow. But you put two trying to lead, and you're going to have a problem. Some gifts can lead together well, but two administrators, it'd be like putting two Ds together. They're going to say, ooh, you've got horns on your head, i got horns on my head. Let's hit them together and see who's still standing. And we're not, we're not trying to be mean. We're just like, someone's, someone needs to be the clear leader. Dual leadership is not uh, good with, with two administrators. 17. Knows when old methods are working and when to introduce new ones. In any group or organization where a method of operation has been established, people feel at ease with it. But when administrators are placed in leadership, he or she may see that certain changes need to be made. And even though it requires some people to move out of their comfort zone, this adjustment calls for great wisdom, and administrators a lot of times can see it. Uh, I will just tell you, we are making all kinds of changes within our staff, within the church body, within, within children's ministry. We're just making change after change after change. And it's hard sometimes. Um, but I just want to encourage you, as you see change, hang in there with it. We are, let, let me tell you something that we do as a staff. We pray, we battle, we argue, and we get to the bottom of what we think is the right choice, according to God's Word, according to our spirit, according to each other's gifts. It does, the decisions that we make as a church and our deacon board do not, are not quick decisions. And uh, if you see some changes, it's okay to question. It, but I'll, if, you're, if you want to question, I encourage you, dive in and get to work in there with us. Don't just question from the outside. Question from the inside. Get in there and serve with us. And help us make it better, rather than just standing on the sidelines saying, I would have called a different play than that play Peyton Manning just called right there. Yeah. So, something that I love to do, even on the simple stuff of office work, is figure out the best way to do it. Is there a better way to handle something? Can we scan it? Can we not do this part? Can we not lick envelopes? Can we get a thing? 
Can we buy them that already have the tape and you stick them together? You gave me an envelope today. I've never seen one like that before. And I was just like, that's amazing. I love that. Who thought of that? An administrator. That was so cool. Eighteen. Bless you. Enjoys working with and being around people. Administrators are people, people. They share this characteristic with the exhorters, except that motivation in their case is not to encourage, but to get to know, to learn from, and to interact with. The reason they want to get to know, learn, and interact with is to find out what they're good at. It's not even necessarily relational-based, it's task-based. It's not that administrators aren't relational, but a lot of times they have a means to their end in their gift. God has placed them around others in order to say, ooh, you would fit right here, and we could do twice as much as we're doing with you right there. All right. 19, wants to see things completed as quickly and effectively as possible. Administrators want to get the job done fast. They don't like delays, red tape, or people dragging their feet. I'm glad my staff isn't up here to talk about that one. You can, you can, that was a cue for you not to say anything. Yeah. Y'all got to know what kind of relationship me and my staff have. We have a lot of fun. We work hard. But I despise not having a deadline. The deadline could be a year from now. Just give me a deadline and meet it. If it's a deadline, give me a deadline and meet it. Oh, y'all going to love me at the end of this. (laughs) Or beat it. Exactly. I love that. You two don't need to sit. You don't need to separate. I got Erica over there too. I've really got problems over here. Erica's been volunteering with our staff also, and it's just been awesome. 20, does not enjoy doing repetitive or routine tasks. Amen. Boring. No challenge, no interest. These authors estimate that an administrator would make it no more than a day in an assembly line job. Let's go out of their mind. All right, let's beat up on the administrator just for a minute. Problems of the administrator. When people with the gift of administration carry their positive characteristics to an extreme, they can become problem areas. God equips administrators with enablings and giftedness to accomplish tasks and achieve goals. If they don't slow down enough to stop and smell the roses, they can crush life's priorities into configurations that were never meant to be. Number one, administrators can become upset when others do not share the same vision or goal. can really hold them down, can hold the entire team down. Number two, can develop outer callousness due to being a target for criticism. 
Psychologists have said that for every negative word spoken over someone, we need four positive words to neutralize that negative effect. So you can see why if administrators are targets for criticism, they've got to cope with it some way and a lot of times go overboard and get completely calloused by, that, by those criticizing words. Three, can regress into using people to accomplish own goals. Administrators are so goal-oriented that many times they forget that people are not pawns to be moved around like in a chess game. It's not that they mean to, it just happens. They can push a good quality to an extreme until they become inconsiderate of or even hurtful to others. Number four, tends to drive self and neglect personal and family needs. Priorities, big deal to administrators. They can be overextended, overcommitted to a task, or take too much, take on too much for either their own good or for their family's well-being and wind up leaving out their family and missing key times with them. Proverbs 31 says, she considers a new field before she buys or accepts it, expanding prudently and not courting neglect of her present duties by assuming other duties. Whenever administrators are considering new fields of endeavor, they need to take stock of their present obligations, take on only new responsibilities if they can do so without neglecting their spouse, children, job, or church commitments. Finally, the last one, neglects routine home responsibilities due to intense interest in job. For administrators, administrators need to remember that the love for the job, their volunteer projects, their church work, or whatever they're involved in must not make them neglect life's necessary responsibilities. And I mean mowing the lawn, doing housework, vacuuming, cleaning the dishes. Um, a lot of times administrators feel like what's important to them trumps regular day-to-day -day needs within the household or even within your job. And uh, there are times in my life I still have to build shelves and I don't want to build shelves but we need shelves sometimes, and we don't want to hire someone to build shelves. And like an idiot, I learned how to build shelves. Not like an idiot. That was a little bit harsh. But now that I know how to build shelves, I get to build shelves. I know how to fix the toilet, too. My, my perfect plan is crumbling. All right, y'all got yours totaled up? We've only got one left, and it's the gift of compassion. And uh, let me just reiterate, every gift is vital to the body of Christ. Every gift. There is not a, there is not a bad one in the bunch. There is not one that's better than the other. 
They are all vital. I'd say that you can already kind of feel what you are. If you're the gift of compassion, which I believe many of you are, um, get ready. Next week is going to be great also. Um, It is really, really weighing heavy on me that we find our place. Our potential, the potential of what we can accomplish as a body is going to grow exponentially when we can get into doing the things that we love and are called to do. And I want to encourage you, stay the course. God has a perfect, specific plan for you in your marriage, in your job, in your church. God has a specific plan for you. If you're out here just dangling around, that's okay. We're about to, God is about to place you into where you're supposed to be. And it's going to be good. Do you remember once we get connected to the body by his, by his sinews, that he is able to nourish us with his strength? That's what's coming when we get connected. So I want to encourage you one more week, and then we're going to just share a little bit about how this all fits together. All right? You guys stand up with me, and I'm going to bless you. Remember, I've got the extra ones down here. Please come get some of our advertising for the yard sale and uh, for the Harvest Festival. And don't forget, um, picnic. Please be praying for great weather, everybody to be safe, great food, great ice cream, and uh, great wife carrying. Yeah, great wife carrying. <laughs> Father, we just thank you for placing us where we need to be, that you just love us so much and you are thinking of us. Lord, I thank you for the gift that you have given us. Lord, help us to embrace it. Lord, help us to see, to be able to see what our part is. Just ask you right now, Lord, to just begin to stir in our hearts where it is that you're trying to plug us into. How to, how to be a better husband, how to be a better wife, how to be better in our family, how to be better in our job, how to be better in our community, how to find our place in our church. I just thank you, Lord. You love us that much. You have gifted us to do something. Your word tells us that we need to be in the body because we have work to do. Thank you, Lord, that we're not just some outcast with nothing to do and not desired and not needed. You, every one of us, are so terribly needed. Thank you, Lord. Just place us where we need to be. Now, Holy Spirit, we just ask you to fill us. Equip us for what we're about to face the rest of the week. Lord, let us come back together and be able to share great testimonies. You know, we have a healing testimony this week that's come in today, uh, this week. We just give thanks for how you are working in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Just give us a great week. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You guys have a great rest of the week.